0: The worst advice I ever heard was when people say work hard now and play later in life, meaning work hard like a slave. and when you reach 65, 75, you start retire and live good life. Who not talk to? First of all, me better make the hard work, and second of all, me I live life no, me I enjoy my life no, a maintain Today me a enjoy life like yesterday. Me a take the best vacation now. Me a wear the best clothes. First of all, when me a 65, 75, my belly big and my body bend up and my pum pum come down and turn over and can not wear designer clothes. Me a beat the hottest fashion now. When me a 65, me can go on vacation and go on jet ski because i me and my 30s and me can barely bend and come up. Me can barely boom flick and bend up like acrobat like I'm used to the fiddle. So imagine 65 living a life now. Stop saving money for retirement tell No Leave life no
1: all right y'all and we are back welcome to a brand new episode of your new favorite podcast excuse me over here excuse me over here
0: episode 14,
2: Ooh,
0: 14. every time you say the number at the introduction i always be like dang we've really come a long way hmm hmm mm-hmm. episode 14 Use me over here, your favorite new podcast where we are two witty peas in one cute ass witty pod, unraveling the mirage of adult life as we know it through topics such as work life
1: balance, relationships, finances, sprinkled with some politics and pop culture. I'm Coco Louie and I'm Kimberly. Hey, y'all. Hi, yes, we are, um, so much going on this week. Yeah, we are in May. Can you believe it's May? It is May. Can you believe it's May? I can. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I really can. Like, the months are monthing. They, but I, it's moving fast for me. Like, it was just, I just caught my breath from April,
0: and here we are in May. Mm, I honestly feel like this is probably the first time in a couple of years, like, since being pregnant, that I feel like the months are actually moving at a pretty steady pace. Like, not too fast, mm. not too slow. Like, I'm experiencing the month, mm-hmm. and then it's over. And then, like, it. I don't know. Like you said, it's not surprising to me. Like, April felt like a, a good amount of time. Okay. I don't know. I
2: feel like
1: it kind of... Really? Okay. Yeah, for me, I don't know. It just... I don't know. But okay. So, um, we're at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we got to talk about the things that was happening this week. Monday. Yikes. A lot. Met. Met Monday. It's Wednesday now. But... Met Monday, of course, uh, all the fashion girlies, if you're a true fashion girlie or not, just seeing all the fashions at the Met Gala, what excites me, I love, 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 love it, mm-hmm. and this year the theme was Carl Lagerfeld, and so, um, as you know, he passed, so they were paying homage to him, mm-hmm. and I think, overall, the assignment was understood, overall. Oh, okay. Oh, overall, overall, we're gonna we're gonna dig deeper into who, but overall Yikes. knowing what the assignment was mm-hmm. and seeing what people came up with. Now whether they were like, Oh, this was breathtaking or this was you you killed it or right. oh you you scratched the surface. Right. Understanding what should be mm-hmm. overall, everybody like gotcha. to A. You okay. know, A for effort. But um some of my favorite favorite looks, of course uh number one without saying uh Tiana Taylor oh Tiana Taylor is like my favorite look I wasn't expecting that she she was my favorite okay um another one of beautiful. my favorites
0: mm-hmm. she did look beautiful
1: um another one of my favorites I can't think of the girl's name, but she plays Wednesday Adams on the show Wednesday on Netflix okay I loved her look love 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 loved her look who else I actually I didn't mind um. Kim Kardashian. I know some people was like, mm. or Kendall Jenner's. I like Kendall Jenner's more than Kim Kardashians, but I like them both. I didn't really care for Kylie's. It was kind of safe to me compared yeah. to what they've done in the past. Yeah. But overall, like they were cool. Also, liked Cardi B. She had three different looks, and she ate all
0: three. Yeah. So who were some of your I faves? I agree that Kim looked nice, but she wasn't one of my faves. Okay. She did look nice though. Um, that would be a look I would definitely want to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fave was Brian Henry from Atlanta. Mm, okay, okay, he gave chocolate look mm-hmm. with the black draping. Mm-hmm. It 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 was actually kind of odd because I don't know how to categorize him. It it was giving very polished. There was mm-hmm. a little little sheen to his lip, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. What I'm trying to say is it made it made me a little inquisitive on like. It was very masculine, but mm-hmm. kind of not at the same time. Okay, but the look overall was very nice. Bad Bunny, oh yes, that back out. I, I am a sucker his, yeah. for a good back out. Yeah, okay, I love it, love, love, love. Uh, let's see, I thought Young Miami looked great in both of her looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She really did. Mm-hmm. It, I really love the second one. Ba- it gave me Babs a little bit, mm-hmm. so I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Classy, of course, yes, and um, Tim's. She Mm. looks so pretty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to give like a little sub to Kiki Palmer Mm -hmm. because mama has been snatched just dropping a baby. But I'll be really quickly and say I'm concerned that she, to me, as a mom who watch, I I watch other moms as they embark on their new journey of becoming a mom. I feel like she's very obsessed with communicating that she's snatched back, Mm -hmm. even though she's saying like that's not the biggest goal of hers, though. But it's like, it's just mother this, mother that, mother this, mother that, you know, blah, blah, blah. To me as someone who who processed that, I'm a little concerned because I don't want her to, I don't want her to think that that's what she's got to do in order to stay relevant. Like mm-hmm. she's going to eat regardless. But that was
1: it. Okay. There was another guy, I cannot think of his name, but um, I thought he looked bomb, too. So he had, like, a suit on, of course, mm-hmm. but he had, like, a jacket or something, but it had, like, this long train. train. What color? It was black and white? It was black and white. and it had okay. Carl Lagerfeld's face on it. Mm. I thought that was iconic. So yeah. kudos to everybody that, you know, came dressed to impress. But then there was also some moments that happened during um, the Met uh, that had me cracking up. So one being... On Pusha T's story, on his IG stories, they're inside at this point and they're eating. So I don't know if you ever heard, but everybody always jokes about how they don't really feed them. Mm-hmm. It's like a little dumb food. Tiana Taylor bought Chick-fil-A. Wait a day, Nuggets and fries to with the a sauce. To the mat. I don't know how she snuck it in there, but she had a plate. Like, they all had their plates and on her plate was her nuggets and her fries. And I was like, that's as real as it come because then you see the person next to her. It's like pea soup or something dumb, but it doesn't look appetizing. This is like, I'm going to eat. I'm, Maybe I'm they eat.
0: don't feed them because they they clothes be so tight. Like half. I mean, look at Kim. That one time she had like four trace, uh waist trainers on or something. But the men, I mean, I don't know. They say Hollywood people are very vain, so I don't know. Feed me, get something because I, I want don't no know. pea soup.
1: But I was here for the Chick Fil A. Also, the was there was a good. roach on the um, on the stairs. They <laughs> while the people were walking up the stairs. Some, I mean, it is
0: New York. There's going to be.
1: Yeah, I it mean, I'd rather things. roast than a
0: rat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going I'd to be rather some things the out there. I don't know. Overall, I, I personally, I know you said you gave the the mat an, an A for effort, but, um, mm-mm. Really? No. Because outside of the people that you and I both named, like, it was given very just, what's the name of that store? It's called, like, the white and black store that you see in <laughs> mm-hmm. the mall. But it's high-end, of course. Well, it's, it's not high-end. It's, like, mid-high-end. It's, like, above loft mm-hmm. right before, you know. Whatever. Either way, it was. I don't. I don't. Overall. But that's Carl Lagerfeld. All he wore was black and white. Yes, but it's a way that you wear black and white. It's a way that you wear it, and the way that some of these people were wearing it, I just. I don't it know. was. It was given saltine cracker. I don't know. I. I think that could be said
1: on both ends because I don't know. I. I overall, I think it was cool. Very
0: stale. Okay.
1: Well. Moving right along. <laughs> um, it is May, like we said. And so May is a couple of things. It is, well, first off, single de Mayo mm-hmm. is on uh, Friday. Okay. So shout out to those partaking in those festivities. Also, next week you were saying is Teachers Appreciation Week? Yes. In May? Yeah. So shout out to all the teachers and the educators out there. Mm -hmm. But also, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, for one, I'm just so pro-awareness for this. Like how millennials and Gen Zers have really grabbed mental health and just like, I don't want to say spearheaded it, but they, we've attacked it in a different way than yeah, what I think our parents it. have or our our grandparents have. Like, we yeah. really are pushing at the forefront, not playing around with it. Most of us are not playing around with it. Absolutely. And, you know, really doing what we need to do to make sure our mentals are where they need yeah. to be. So shout out to us and shout out to everybody really taking care of their mental health. So with that being said, give me to whom make may concern.
0: To whom we may concern, dress the part. Okay. Get it? We were just talking about the Met. <laughs> it's, it's fitting. <laughs> dress for the part. I am a firm believer in that your style of dressing is self-expression. Uh it allows people to visually take you in and although, you know, you never judge a book by its cover. Ha ha ha. ha. Um see how my wit be witten sometimes cuz <laughs> you don't judge a book by its cover, but you know, I'm a librarian. Anyway, um you can put the boom in. <laughs> uh we we naturally see process and begin to understand someone based on their attire so take the time to slow down and actually pour into how you look visually and that's not just your dressing it's your overall self-care like how are you managing yourself do you have like a detailed hygiene routine do you know the type of lotions and moisturizers that you should be using you know what scent works with your body what doesn't um you know Even your home life, like, you know, are you a rug on the on the floor type person? Are you a carpet with an area rug over top? Are you just a walk on the hardwood? Like really get into that. And then that ties into your mental health, being able to pour into yourself and start to unpack how you how not only how you present yourself, but how you position yourself is very important. So, yeah, dress the part. Figure it out. And like my good girl, Riri, said, fake it until you make it, okay? You don't feel great. You put on a nice outfit, and nice is subjective. And, you know, be that until you get to where you need to be.
1: Okay, I like that. Yeah. Word to Riri. Now, with that being said, how important is mental health to you?
0: Mental health to me, Mm because we're going to stay on this mental health topic. To me, mental health is very important, but I don't think, and I know that now our generation of people are starting to understand this now that we are post COVID. And I use that in quotations, mental health is so important, but it's actually, um, paralyzing at the same time, mm. because as we are identifying and unpacking a lot of traumas, triggers, reservations, considerations, and all the other things, what do you do with that information? how do you take on that information and, and then filter and flush it out accordingly? So it it's important. It's imperative because like you said, starting it out that um our generation of family ahead of us definitely was like, Oh, you're crazy. Then you're crazy. Oh, you know, something wrong with you. Go talk to the doctor or something wrong with you. Be quiet because you don't want them to put you in, you know what used to be called like the crazy bin and all that stuff like mm-hmm. that now we don't talk about stuff like that you know now it's get it out let's unpack it that's the big one let's unpack it let's let's figure this out let's sort through this um so i think mental health is very important i think we are at a time in our life where we have to understand everyone struggles with mental health um uh, issues in some way shape or form Whether that's how you cope with rejection, Mm -hmm. how you process disappointment. Honestly, it's about how you process information in general. Um, We don't realize that, you know, how we take in information and dish out information all stems from our mental stability. And, you know, life happens and that causes a shift in you at all Mm times. Your body then releases different endorphins and all other chemicals that gives you the response that you you often put out. So, yeah, that's a multi-layered question, girl. That is is multi-layered. <laughs> I could ramble for days, but I'm not. What you thinking?
1: Um, I think mental health is very important. I think it is it, it it's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how you show up for yourself like you said or, you know, how you process things, yep. how you Deal with things, you know your reactions. If you can't control someone's actions, you can only control your reaction to it. You know, right. is it a healthy reaction? You know, all these things. It, it's 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 layered, like yeah. you said. But I think it is very important. Um, it's interesting that you said it's very that it's paralyzing. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it to be that way. I guess for me, as you were saying that, I'm thinking like, okay, yeah, you're unpacking. You have all this information. So for me. I'm thinking once you have this information, depending on what it is, the information, you know, if it's like like say you're you're you go to therapy mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out, you know, why your relationship with a family member is how it is. Right. And then you unpack <laughs> there's that word you unpack whatever your triggers and things are. So now that you have come to the root of the friction between you and that family member, uh-huh. now it's, okay, so how do you move forward? What can you do to move forward if you choose to move forward? Do you want to move forward? I think that's where, for me, I don't really deem it as paralyzing. I'm just like, because I'm very solution-based minded. So it's like, okay, once I have a problem, how are we finna fix it? So, okay, you can tell me or help me to assess myself like, hey, this is what your triggers are or whatever. All yeah. right, cool, now that I know that, I know I don't like how I feel when this happens. So in order to not feel like that, what can I do to alleviate this from happening? Right. Speak on something, address it, not a, not I don't wanna say not address it, but if it's not detrimental, then move around. Like is it yeah. gonna make or break me in the end? Yeah. You know?
0: But so have you have you ever so I totally understand what you're saying and um I think that speaks to how you have trained your mind over time to be able to focus on Whatever the end goal is and not necessarily needing the full, I don't want to say nuances or understanding the full nuances of how to get there or what gets you there. Mm -hmm. You you know, being solution based. But there are so many people who go to therapy and stop going to therapy because the therapy itself Mm -hmm. is so overwhelming for them. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're going into therapy Mm -hmm. and you want to talk to them about like your fears of turning 35. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, in order to figure out what your fear of turning 35 is, it's like, why do you even have these feelings? Mm -hmm. And so then your therapist is like, well, that's rooted in, you know, (laughs) maybe your parent died at 35. Mm -hmm. And so how did that make you feel? And then now you're on, you're on, locking parts of your brain and your emotions and and relationships that you probably didn't even realize were connected in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. and so that's why i said that's where the paralyzation comes in because uh, a lot of people find themselves being more beat up emotionally with having to unpack having to you know, take stone after stone after stone out to get to whatever the root is that mm-hmm. they are feeling. Um, and so, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, think think about it. Like, you just, I'm going to the grocery store for apples and bananas, but when I leave there, I just left there with a $300 bill for groceries that I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't even need these. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of every time I go to Target, like, I go in for two items, <laughs> and I come out with $400, you know, card, spent and i'm just like what the heck did i buy and why did i do that and mm-hmm. then you have all these feelings of like what the heck you mm-hmm. know therapy will do that to you so um therapy or if you have like a village and they're able to have these conversations i just had a conversation with my very good friend slash and she and i oh my gosh we'd be having these conversations every day mm-hmm. where if I can be honest, I am going through a phase in my life right now where I am learning so much about myself mm-hmm. that I am overwhelmed. I'm not paralyzed, but I'm definitely overwhelmed. Like learning that my spoiled like behavior is actually not cute. Mm-hmm. Like It's not cute. Even though over the years, you know, I've been told it's cute. Like, oh, that's cute. Or it's just you or it's fitting. But when you get down to the meat and potatoes of it, it's not cute. Cute at all, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's nothing cute about being bratty. So, for example, there are some days where I get stuck in that because I'm like, oh wow, when mm-hmm. I realize how I show up in certain aspects, like parts of my life that I don't even think that I'm being a brat about, mm-hmm. or I'm stubborn, or you know, turned off, or not willing to be flexible. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's only about like cutesy fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like going out or. Dating and things like that. And it's like, no, it's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And then you start to unpack, well, where does that really stem from? And usually it's it's a cover up of something. So in my case, it is the cover up of something. And you're like, God damn, really? And then it's like, I'm left with that information because it's like, unlike you, I'm not as solution based as I thought I was also. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm very black and white when it comes to a lot of thinking but I'm actually learning that I'm not really black and white at all. I'm definitely Skittles, rainbows, and <laughs> unicorns, okay? <laughs> like, it's a lot of things happening. Confetti yeah. and all of that stuff. Like, a mari- mariachi band is going on and all of that. I'm and It's it. like, I'm telling you everything's black and white, but I waver a lot. Mm-hmm. So... Again, when you ask if is mental health important and I say that's so layered because it's like, uh, yeah, but where do you start with that? Because just mental health alone could mean so much, Mm -hmm. so much.
1: Okay, I like that. So moving into that, because I think a form of mental health awareness and, you know, holding that in high regard is Mm self-care. Right. Which is also like. Has been like the newfound word since pandemic. And it yeah. is no shade because I'm all for self-care. Yeah. Love me some self-care. But what does self-care look like to you? Because it looks different for everybody.
0: I gotta go first or you wanna go first?
1: No, I, I'll go first. Go ahead. I, so for me, self-care is a plethora of things. Self-care could be, you know, waking up in the morning and not like my phone is off, like not answering any work emails or any, any, just giving myself that time at a certain time. So for the moment I wake up, I wake up sometimes six 30, mm-hmm. my biological clock will wake me up seven 30 at the latest. And so from that time I'm not, cause I'm, I can't sleep in. So I don't have a TV in my room. I just, you know, I'm just there in my thoughts and I'm just sitting there. So I could just be sitting there looking out the window or I could be Reading my Bible, mm-hmm. or I could be saying my morning prayer, or you know, writing in my journal, you know, whatever. Just, just me being with myself, right? Getting myself mentally ready for the day, thinking about what I have to do for the day, not entertaining conversations from anybody, right? That's that's self care for me. Just giving sure. myself that time because I give so much of me to everybody else. Throughout it's like the
0: day, yeah. You know,
1: I I just need a second for myself, yeah, because I know once I'm. Not even once I'm out the house. Once once the world knows I'm up, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, just giving myself that time. Or, you know, self-care could be treating myself to something. Mm-hmm. You know, or doing something that, you know, brings me great joy. Having a jam session. You know, mm-hmm. turning on the music and just jamming out, rocking out. Cleaning up. You know, cleaning my bathroom. That's like my sanctuary. You know, is a form of self-care for me. Anything that relaxes me. Brings me peace. I don't have... I don't feel frantic. I can just be... It's self-care. Whatever that looks like. Going for a morning walk. You know, going out with my dog. Sitting outside. When the weather is nice, like when it breaks. Right. And then mornings and it's like 7 a.m. And it's already 70 degrees sitting on my porch. Absolutely. You know, and just listening to the birds chirp. It's real grandma-like. But it is so soothing for me. So, you know, like, that's what self-care... Forms of self-care... Look like for me. right? Not limited to. But including those. What about
0: nice. you? I think for me. um, it's Funny. Because. I think this conversation was had like. Earlier in April. About self-care. And it's like. A lot of people today. Especially because of the pandemic. Now they like. Try to create self-care. On like specific days of the week. Mm-hmm. For me. I. Try to find self-care. Every day. Mm-hmm. Because. Like I said. I. I am currently. The key word for this podcast episode is unpacking okay <laughs> i'm unpacking a lot of um behaviors and just um ethos about myself so for me this might be funny mm-hmm. um i have a guy friend who uh was talking to about just the other day but like a form of self-care for me is the fact that like every other friday i go and buy new deodorant because I am the type of girl where Wait, I don't. Bu- are you out of the other deodorant? No, I don't like to wear the same deodorant every single day, like the same fragrant deodorant. Okay, okay. So I used to be a Dove Original Powder Scent girl, the the solid bar. Mm-hmm. But then when spray deodorants came out, and then we wanted to deodorant without the aluminum and you know uh, what's the what's the stuff that was in the powder at some point? I forgot what it's called. That but the stuff that caused cancer, like. When they transitioned to those, it was like, okay. Then after I had my baby, my body chemistry changed. So then I started to sweat more. So naturally, it's like, you know, you perspirate. You want to make sure you have the correct coverage. And so realizing like, "Mm, it's not really working. The pandemic hit. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going on a deodorant withdrawal. I was going to try to be one of those non-deodorant women. Well, okay. Okay. So (laughs) So after... A full week of not wearing any deodorant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mind you, again, it was COVID and we were home. So I wasn't really doing any, you know, rigorous activity or anything like that. So, but my body was detoxing. Mm-hmm. Then for another week, you did like an actual detox. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then it got to a point where now I don't have to wear deodorant all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Like I literally only wear it depending on what hobby. I'm about to partake in or, you know, what, like if I'm going out for the day, I'm putting on deodorant. If I, um, you know, going skating, of course I'm putting on deodorant, you know, if I'm, but if I'm home relaxing, I don't need deodorant. If I'm just running to the grocery store and stuff, I don't need deodorant because mm-hmm. I'm not perspirating enough where I need to. But then also because of the supplements and the probiotics and all that stuff, like when I do start to, it's going to take a little bit before it, it need. it's like, girl, you need deodorant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Anyway, so a form of self-care that I've come upon in the past year is like I have a collection. I have a whole drawer in my bathroom designated to deodorants, And it's contingent on what activity I'm doing and what fragrance I want to smell like that day. Mm. So that to me is a form of self-care. Another form of self-care is like now instead of watching TV before I go to sleep because I really don't watch TV like that anyway, Mm -hmm. now I intentionally either put on Some type of playlist through YouTube or I'm listening to um, some form of like dark screen rain Mm -hmm. uh, compilation or Egyptian drum Mm -hmm. compilations that take me through the night. Mm -hmm. So if I do wake up at 1 a.m. or even 5 a.m., I'm not being, you know, boggled down with, Mm -hmm. you know, law and order in the background (laughs) or, you know, sometimes it was like a fatal attraction Mm -hmm. or, you know, even just. Some random YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another form of self care for me is uh, like, y'all know I'm into doing my own nails, and so that has really become like a thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I genuinely love sitting down and just like doing it. Anything that I can do myself, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. like cleaning, like you said, cleaning is therapeutic for sure. Like I love being able to just have like a fresh, clean home. I love buying myself flowers. Mm-hmm. I love, st- I just like being in stock of the things I need. Yeah. And also right now I'm on this self-care like journaling, but instead of journaling, I'm doing voice memos. Mm-hmm. So it's like an audio journal, I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the self-care, like in whatever moment that I'm in, if I'm having a thought, like voice memo in it and be like da-da-da, and then I'm into like giving it cute little title names and stuff. Okay. You know? Like so- mini
1: podcasts. Y-
0: much Mm -hmm. oh (laughs) really i didn't even think of it like that but yeah like things like that like um for sure those those self-care tips for me have really changed my Mm day-to-day like allowed me at some point whatever part of my day like it anchors me a little bit just Mm -hmm. to kind of remind me like okay you like you're in this girl like you're in the thick of it but you you, you're doing okay
1: Mm -hmm. so do you agree or disagree with the statement that setting boundaries is also a form of self-care?
0: Ooh, girl, I don't know. I'm be honest with you because I am am recently learning um, what boundaries really are, what mm-hmm. they look like, they sound like, they feel like, and how to uphold them. And if I'm being very honest with where I am in my life right now, I'm, I, pff, what's a boundary? <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would I would assume so. But according to the ticker talker, because the ticker be talking. Okay? Oh, my God. They say that establishing boundaries is the easy part. The implementing them is the hard part because mm-hmm. it's actually not the people that's testing your boundaries. It's yourself. You're literally fighting yourself to uphold those mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm-hmm. You're fighting yourself to put yourself in a position where you have to be rejected where you have to be left out where you have to say no where you have to say what you mean and mean what you say Mm -hmm. um and a lot of people you know don't realize that that's what you have to do in order to create um healthy boundaries in your life
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um and as someone who I don't necessarily think I ever bought into boundaries I think when I hear boundaries I really hear standard okay okay to me, I can, that's my interpretation. I, when I hear someone say boundary, I really hear standards. Mm-hmm. So when I think of what my standards are, as far as like how I want people to treat me, whether it's, you know, platonic, romantic, work, personal, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. Well, mm-hmm. I do not do well. So do you, do you think that you are good on, on those? I
1: think, uh, sometimes. And I think, you know, that's just a human thing. Like, you know, like you said, or like you were saying, TikTok says the easiest part is coming up with the boundaries that need to be had. But the hard part is implementing them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it just depends because there's, there's different like mental health. There's different layers or different levels of, of boundary setting. And depending on what you're setting a boundary on, you know, d- can determine that level of difficulty. Like if you, you know, at work, you know. I'm after, if I'm off at five o'clock, I'm not doing no work. Don't, don't call my phone. Like that's me setting the boundary after 5 p.m. If it is work related, catch me tomorrow at 9 a.m. You know, if I work the nine to five. So, and I'm always telling like my friends that have like a nine to five. I was, I have a few of them that will like, we could be out doing something or I'll call check in or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm just getting off work. And it'd be like 10 o'clock at night. i I'm like, what? You was been supposed to be all I know I had to get this. Done. Uh-uh. Because my biggest thing, just this is just with the work front, whether if you were to die today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. that job is still going to be there. They're going to find somebody to fill it. So therefore, at 5 o'clock or whatever your cutoff time is, that's it. Right. And you'll finish whatever else the next day. Now, of course, within reason, if you lollygagging throughout the day and you ain't get your work done, now that's on you. And you gonna have to make that up. But mm-hmm. if you're doing all that you're supposed to do and it's just a lot. You can only do but so much. Do your best. Do what is required of you. Go above and beyond because you never want anybody to say that you were school or you were uh, just just to get by type of employee. Like always give whatever you're doing your all, but set the boundary also because you don't want to be taken advantage of because sometimes people will do that too. So I, I think setting boundaries is very healthy. I think it's very necessary, and I think it is a form of self care. Same thing with friendships. Same thing with relationships. Same thing. With family members, and I think even with family members, that um, can be a touchy one, too. Because people oftentimes feel like, oh, because we're family, you know, like I, that line is blurred. Uh-uh. I don't care who you are. The boundary is the boundary. Do not do whatever that is. Or if I'm asking you to respect this, respect that. Because if you, if you go against my boundary, to me, you don't respect what I'm asking. Right. You don't hold me in that regard to respect my wishes.
0: So is it going against your ba- boundary personally, Coco Louie? Like, so when you're at work, your phone is on do not disturb. Mm-hmm. So when, let's say if I'm texting you, it tells me that you have silenced your notification. Mm-hmm. But once I send it to you, it say notify anyway. So if I s- hit the notify yes. anyway, <laughs> is that technically disregarding your boundary? Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's a good example, right? That is a good example.
1: So for me, like, when I'm at work, it's a lot. And I work on Monday through Friday, I'm producing two shows, right? right? Two primetime shows in which both shows I'm featured on. So one, it's like I have to make sure I'm like, no, I can't afford any kind of distractions. So before and this this was a boundary that i set up for myself mm-hmm. because before ooh, i'm old my bone just cracked mm-hmm. but before i started implementing my do not disturb i would have my phone on you know regular and anybody will text if you text me texting is easy but also we talked about uh, our form of communication i don't mind the text i right. love a text but uh you know texting will come whatever but it's the calls because now it's like if you're calling automatically i'm like okay it's just that that because z- 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 I never have the sound on because I'm in the studio, but the z- 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 it's going to distract me. I'm going to easily just look at oh what who's calling me, and then depending on who it is, oh man, I want to talk or oh, but I'm in the middle of work and I know this is requiring my attention. And depending on what it is I'm doing, who's right. in here, right. who I have to deal with, I don't want them to think I'm not focused on here. So for me, it's okay. Let me just shut all of this off. So it's like do not disturb comes on now. If it's an emergency, I know maybe my family, I'm probably going to be the first in line for like if there's an emergency to call me. But it's a few of them that they're going to call within each other before it gets to me. But you
0: know what, though? You saying that is a little deep for me because I've talked about this multiple times in the past like two years. Mm -hmm. COVID is really what helped me to understand. There's no such thing as work-life balance. Mm-hmm. so you being able to put your phone on do not disturb while you're working to me it's like how the hell do you compartmentalize like that because ultimately my world my life because mm-hmm. it's work life balance so my life part does not stop just because i'm at work mm-hmm. it definitely overlaps
2: mm-hmm.
0: so for example i tell you all the time like when the weeks that the when my daughter is with with dad hmm even as much as I want to turn my phone off sometimes because I'd be pissed Mm -hmm. about certain things, I could never because that, of course, would be the one time where, you know, he needs to call me because something has happened, Mm -hmm. you know? And even at work, you know, when I'm at work, I'm still handling, you know, my personal stuff, Mm -hmm. my kid personal stuff. Then I have a mom that I always got to, you know, make sure is fine. So it's like to be able to completely... Not completely, but almost completely shut that thing off. And mm-hmm. I say completely for you because, honestly, there's times where we'll be potting and this girl know that I'm coming. You <laughs> know that I'm coming. And we'll still take like 10, 15 minutes before she responds to me saying like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> so I, now I got to do that notify anyway type of situation. Mm-hmm. I hate to be that girl, but then I'm, I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So it's like to be able to cut that off. But hearing you say that, like, it sounds so freeing. But, like, a chokehold that cell phones really have on us, like, I don't, if, okay, rant, I really, even when you think about the tech world right now, like, Mm -hmm. look at how a lot of tech people are getting laid off right now because all of these automated systems that they help create to do, like, forecasting Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot are pushing them out. Who would have thought that at one point someone had the idea of, like, let's, create a software that helps us to better gauge and understand what might happen to predict the future when it comes to like product sales, Mm -hmm. designs and stuff. And then those same softwares are now in your position and you no longer have a job. Like that's mind blowing. So the chokehold that cell phones have on us that literally like now I make it where I put my cell phone either at the top of my bed frame Mm -hmm. or on my bookshelf. Because it's like, if not, that thing will be right under me. Mm-hmm. Or even, not to cut you off. No, go ahead.
1: But even at night, my phone goes on Do Not Disturb. Yeah, at 10 o'clock? Yeah. No, 10.30. 10.30, it goes on Do Not Disturb. But that's also because... Um, you know, if you have an iPhone, it has like the whole sleep thing to monitor your sleeping patterns or whatever and making sure you're getting the proper eight hours of sleep. What? So it'll go into sleep mode. So, sleep mode is a form of a do not disturb focus. It'll sure. do it itself. Like, you can sure. set that up, like yeah. the time that you need to be up in the morning yeah, we for your alarm. About this. You know, once you set that, boom. But I think for you, and I think it may be different because you are a mom, I don't, I'm not in that world right sure. now. So, it's like, it's easy for me to be like, all right, bye y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm out. But you know, I for me, you but for anybody, rather, if you have an iPhone, again, you have like the different focuses where you can pick and choose whomever. So when you have those days where you just like, okay, I need to, I, I wanna just turn like turn my phone off, but I can't, you can have the dad, yeah, your mom, whoever that you would need to talk to immediately. And those focus to get through if they needed to get through, right? And then everything else, close off. You can even do it down to the apps. Like, if you have notifications for certain apps, you can have it where they'll still notify you or not notify Mm -hmm. you when a certain Do Not Disturb focus is on.
0: I'm not going to say this, but I'm going to say it. According to social media, people who use Do Not Disturb are narcissists.
1: (laughs) Hold on. Well, I I don't believe I'm a narcissist. I don't think so. That's what they say. Y'all because can tell me otherwise.
0: It's, it's it's about thinking that you have the the pool to have your phone. Like you could just not answer if somebody called you instead no, of silencing
1: it. So for me, I just it's it's just I'd just rather not because then I don't want nobody thinking that's you, that I mean the people. Oh no, I'm just saying yeah, for yeah. for me speaking. I would just rather not. I, I just, I love it, do not deserve, it because again, it's, it's very out of sight, out of mind for me. I don't have to worry about seeing, oh, somebody's yeah. calling, it, oh, I don't have to worry about it. When the focus, when whatever focus I choose, well, when I come to work, it's the work focus. So literally, when my car pulls up, it doesn't even, I have it set from a time, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. of what time it should be on. But it also is based off location. Like I have it set to when I pull up to this station. That's a lot. It will automatically, that's even if lot. I'm here before the time that it's supposed to go on, yeah. it will automatically put itself in do not disturb mode. But why? I need to be shut off so I can focus. No distractions. Mm. And I don't know for me. Try it. I would just say just try it. I'm going to try it. I am going to try it. I'm going to try it at some point. Like that's the closest, for me, that's the closest I can get to. remember I did to. try
0: to do the, the D&D one time when I was going through, <laughs> <laughs> when I was going through with old school, right? And um, that's the thing. I was watching this uh YouTuber earlier. She was like, us girls, we love to give these guys these nicknames. We give them to them fast, honey. But <laughs> old school, remember I was going through mm-hmm. my, like, withdrawal of old school. And so I was trying to put it on Do Not Disturb. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't working. So no, we we going we to have to do you. a whole tutorial. Yes. Or whatever. But I, I did want to segue, not segue, but highlight this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about mental health. And currently we're talking about mental health what it looks like to us but the overall like concept of mental health today as we know it is to include the topics of our emotional psychological and social well-being it affects how we think feel and act it also helps to determine how we handle stress relate to others and make healthy choices mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood and adolescent through adulthood And so the four stages of mental health are mood disorders. And that would be like your depression, your bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders, personality disorders, and then psychiatric disorders, which Mm -hmm. is more of like the schizophrenia and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. So going back to what we both said in the opening is that mental illness, not mental illness, I'm sorry, mental health and the acknowledgement of mental health is very important Mm -hmm. because it's a process in which we partake in to cipher information and Mm feeling. And I talked to you about this Coco Louie before, like every year, actually ding, 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 ding. This is the time of year Mm -hmm. that I do this lesson with my kids, um, which is what something looks like, sounds like, and feels like to you. Mm -hmm. Um, because how we process information, We two witty peas in a cute ass witty pod Mm -hmm. are wit be witten the same sometimes, but a lot of times it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's because we process information differently. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very clear just from our last 13 episodes (laughs) that, you know, (laughs) you are a very like straightforward, you know, call a spade a spade. I don't have a lot of room for anything, but what it needs to be. Let's get the ball. Let's get this running. I am a very, I'm very black and white. It is what it is, but sometimes it is what it ain't, and it ain't what it is. <laughs> and, you know, I might entertain it. I might not. It's contingent. Like, I have a lot of contingencies to my black and white, even though I'm black and white. That's mm-hmm. why we said clearly it's giving Skittles and rainbows and Starburst over here, you know? So that looks, sounds, and feels differently. Mm-hmm. Our self-care kind of mirrored each other. hmm but overall, like how we process information, how we uh, disseminate that information to others, how we even invest in what that information is mm-hmm. and cipher between, you know, whether it's going to stay, it's going to be released or we just don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. is totally different. And I think I feel like that might be the one thing that's missing right now in society, you know. Every episode, I I refer to the great book of um, TikTok <laughs> and all of the chapters that you can find yourself dwindling in when mm-hmm. it comes to the subjects of things. Right. And so, of course, self-care, mm-hmm. mental health being the biggest, if not the top, uh, you know, searched slash talked about topics on on TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram um, and even Facebook. And I'm not yeah. on Facebook, but I know that Pinterest, you know. Mm hmm. Is that we don't, I don't think we're really stopping to understand exactly like what mental health actually is. Like it is the way in which we receive, we disseminate, we comprehend, we focus on, we share out information Mm -hmm. and your feelings connected to it. Mm Mm-hmm. And how all of those things are influenced by your experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not influenced by just your experience. It's influenced by the experience by which you were a bystander. So mm-hmm. that could be whether you physically was there and something was happening or the what you're taking in from yeah. social media, from day to day life, from television, from music. So I think that's the part that we are missing just a little bit. And that to me is why I said it's paralyzing Mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, um, therapy, because ultimately we in this world have so much happening. Mm -hmm. There's so many pieces to the puzzle. And I don't think that we realize as much information that we are taking out Mm -hmm. and that we are, I'm sorry that we're taking in and putting out all at the same time. Like, all all at the same time like the fact that i could go and buy gas right now and just tap my debit card like ping on the side of the machine and Mm -hmm. just like keep it pushing i remember when you had to run inside and wait in line and Mm -hmm. like speak into the little microphone and be like can i have you know 10 on pump 15 and here's my 20 like Mm -hmm. that's Mm mind-blowing like Or I could just literally put my cell phone up to the queue. Like, it does the thinking for me. It's sharing information on my behalf that I don't even really have to think about. But then you kind of do because then it's taking information to learn your patterns and your behaviors, you Mm -hmm. know, to know what gas stations you like and you don't like. Like you just said, like, your phone knows. Your phone is literally monitoring you. So by the time you make it to here, your destination, where we, you know, where we are... It switches itself into a whole different mode. Mm-hmm. me saying that out loud right now, my mind is going in a tizzy, like you, <laughs> have you you know that um that one meme where it's like the the guy is blinking really slow, but the math formulas are like mm-hmm. swarming around him like mm-hmm. that's how I feel right now. so I'm gonna lend this back over to you oh. <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? This is why I said it's overwhelming. Podcasting is our therapy too. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, um, well, I, first off,
1: uh, even you had said something and I just want to be very clear and I hope I'm being very clear. Mm -hmm. Um, when you were speaking about like the differences between us, me being very straightforward, things like that. I don't want anybody to get anything misconstrued at all, not even you, even though I, for the most part, I am very straightforward when it comes to things. I still have moments where I it's Oh of course you know, it's contingent or whatever. Yeah. But I also think again from like you said, it's experiences, right? So right. based on my past experiences with certain situations, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck
0: It's a donkey. A damn yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a donkey. <laughs> I recently learned that one <laughs> and I really, really I had to learn the hard mm, way.
1: But you know, like it's it's just you know, my experiences don't allow me to go. But so far, even if I wanted to be blissfully ignorant, again, my experiences would be like, now you already know how this about to end. Why, why are you wasting time? Wrap it up. It's Christmas time. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. So, you know, that's just how I kind of handle things. And then also, a lot of times, I'm I'm not one to... Uh, speak on certain things, right? I'm very... as I have mastered the art, and I've seen this meme several times. I've mastered the art of sharing enough where people think they know everything, but you know nothing at all. Oh, for sure. You know? And it's like, for me, I don't like asking for help. I don't like feeling... Um, I don't want the woe is me type thing. So if I'm dealing with something, I'm going to just deal with it on my own. And I just... You know, again, I'm not saying that's the right thing or the wrong thing. It's just the Louis thing. And depending when it when it becomes too much for me to handle on my own, then you may hear me reach out. But it's like when I am at my wits end and I I can't I can't figure it out on my own anymore. But for the most part, I just try to figure it out by myself because
0: but, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, really quickly, the blissfully ignorant um comment. Okay, smack me in the face because <laughs> the language, being able to put language to something. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to talk about that, come back. But so really quickly, though, with you saying that, like, and I get that, there, there is definitely something to be said about knowing when to be quiet mm-hmm. and not having to announce your moves. Or what's the saying? Like not letting your, your right hand know what your left hand is mm-hmm. doing type of thing. So I get that. But how do you strike a good balance between, you know, Saying less and then somewhat running from what it is. Like, yeah.
1: So it's all internal based, like what you feel. So for me, me saying less doesn't mean that I'm not dealing with it. For sure. Right? So I think that's the difference because I'm still doing the work, whatever needs to be done. If I'm dealing with a situation where I'm upset or whatever, I'm going to deal with it on my own. Like I'm going to figure out the solution on my own. Of course, It may be something where I may need someone, but I'm not going to go out and say like, hey, like, say if I I caught a flat, uh, my, my, I caught a flat tire or my car got stolen, whatever. I don't want to tell people. Right. Right. But I'm gonna figure it out by calling. Hey, do you guys have a car and a tow lot? You know, like, whatever. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to, you reach out for people for certain things, but it's not necessarily people that I know per se that's going to know exactly what's going on. So would you
0: call, do you think you're a talker? Because, for example, I know you journal, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you have your core where you will communicate what's going on. But mm-hmm. even then, you're very uh, selective. selective about you might give a high overview that you are feeling some type of way about something, but you won't go into great detail, mm-hmm. right? Even that is an art within itself, right? But when you find yourself in those moments, are you a talker or are you more of like, I'm just going to journal, get my thoughts out? And that's how you are then able to say, you know what, it's not. Let's just say for today. Let's say today you weren't having the best day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe you journaled about it like around lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So by the time you and I get together, is and I'm like, hey, Louie, how's your day? Mm-hmm. You can be like, you know, my day is my day is going, or I'm managing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all is all all is well, mm-hmm. or all will be well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, is that is that what you're saying would be a, an example of you not you just figuring it out
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: now <laughs> don't don't ask me that and then hear me saying yes to that and then thinking whenever you hear me say that no, 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 I'm I get like, no no i get it no i get it but that is a form sometimes I, i'll do that like the other day my mom she called me like literally as i was walking into work so i answered and she was trying to show me something and i i was like i was having a day Mm -hmm. and it was just like i wasn't trying i don't have a poker face i do but i don't right depending on who it's with i don't have it so like with my my family i don't so my mom like she's talking to me she doesn't even like see me like she's doing whatever but then she gets into the camera because it was facetime and then she was like well she's like what's wrong with you and i was like nothing girl like i'm just tired that is that is my go-to phrase. Now, yeah. I'm not saying there aren't days when I'm tired. But for me, when I am having a bad day, I'm sad. I'm going through whatever, whether it's friendship stuff, boo stuff, family stuff, work stuff. Whatever it is that's bringing me down. Like, it is just not putting me at my highest place. And I'm just feeling like I'm trying to keep my head above water. I'm going to tell you, I'm just tired. I'm just I'm just tired Mm. because people were like, oh, you don't seem like I'm just tired. And sometimes I really do be just tired or sometimes I be
0: figuratively tired. That makes me wonder. I wonder if I overshare at times because there was a time where I wouldn't talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would still be. Now I was about to lie and say I don't do it as much, but that's not true. I wonder if I overshare now because. At some point in time, no one really listened to me speak. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to an age where I saw the shift happen, where it was like people had no choice but to listen to me because mm-hmm. they knew that, you know, what I was saying was what I was saying. Mm-hmm. It was like, OK, well, I'd rather I'd rather get it out there so that, you know, like it's not a perfect world over here. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going through stuff. I'm feeling things. Um, But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Charlemagne, the guy from The Breakfast Club, would say this like right when COVID, post-COVID started to happen a little bit. Mm-hmm. He would say, stop asking people how they're doing when you see them if you don't really want to hear the answer in which they're going to impose on you. Mm-hmm. And I am like that. You walk up to me and you ask me how I'm doing. Now, I'm very particular. Mm-hmm. I don't say this with everyone, but for the most part, it's my go-to. I'm managing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and it's up to them to either dig deep or be like okay well hope all is well blah mm-hmm. blah how are you doing Kimberly I'm managing sometimes I can say it with a smile sometimes I'll be like you mm-hmm. know and then there's sometimes I'm like I'm a toddler mom so <laughs> pray for me mm-hmm. okay <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> help me please <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that because I sit here and I listen to you and we talk about this all the time you know it's interesting for me to hear someone else's perspective. You know me, I love to learn. Mm-hmm. I love to understand. I'm a conversationalist. Mm-hmm. Like I love having conversations with the right person, of course. Mm-hmm. Um so hearing your perspective on how you deal with mental health, mm-hmm. how you deal with day-to-day stress, mm-hmm. how you deal with coping, um how you perceive Obstacles and situations, to me, is really like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay, I didn't think of it that way. Or, wow, what strength you have? Or, like, why doesn't that come that easy to me? Or, how come I didn't think of that? Like, it's a learning experience mm-hmm. because um, it's different from mine. But then that then makes me start to think, like, okay, well... Not that what I'm doing is wrong. It's just like, okay, for example, uh, what was it? When Fatim was here Mm -hmm. and we were like, uh, you know, you play in my face. It's a rap. Mm -hmm. I say that. Mm -hmm. But my actions that follow is not true. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was because I'm a people pleaser. But Mm -hmm. as I'm unpacking, it has nothing to do with me being a people pleaser. It has everything with me wanting some type of... um, validation or acknowledgement from a person mm-hmm. and um, which is stemming from something else that's rooted in me which mm-hmm. is rooted into something else that is rooted but it all comes back to me Yeah. so hearing you talk about you know some of these things it's kind of like oh wow but then when I came into here today and I'm like I wanted to wear shades in here because I'm not you're like I'm not feeling the best mm-hmm. but I I literally sat in my car when I waited for you to um come get me and was like I'm going to go in and I'm not bringing my energy to you. One, because like I always look forward to physically seeing you on podcast days. Two, because I know that we kind of been playing phone tag for like the past two, three days. Mm -hmm. But then also it's like, again, I'm trying to get to a point where I can understand what it means to say less right now. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of my current emotional overload is coming from me being overly conversational about what it is that I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To my circle. Mm-hmm. So hearing you say that is like triggering me, but not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. It's just in a like, I want to explore that a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's, I don't want to, being how you are a conversationalist and you love to have conversations with the right people. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Right. No, right. But I think, when it comes to certain things, you just know. I don't know. It's like when we were talking one time and you were telling me, like, with a particular situation, you were going to limit who you were having a conversation with right. in regards to that. Right? right. Right. And so your thought process with that one particular situation is my thought process, period, when it comes to things. Because it's just like you you have to be mindful of whom you're sharing information right. with, right? right? Your own personal information, whatever that looks like, whether it's on a romantic, business, whatever, family, whatever. Because let's just, let's put it on the, the work front, right? Or goals, right? You have goals that you want to attain and reach. And you sharing that with everybody, everybody is not here for you. Everybody doesn't want to see you win. Some people do. Some people are looking to see what you're going to do just to see what you're going to do to see like if you can see it through. Some people are watching to wait to see if you're going to fail. Some people are just watching just the gossip. Some people are just watching, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, keep it pushing. And then, you know, there are people that are rooting for you. But you have to be mindful and use discernment with whom to share certain things with. Even with a... People that may even be rooting for you. Sometimes whatever fears they may have, they may push and project on you right. because they don't see it for themselves or or they're too scared in their thinking to think that big, right? Doesn't think doesn't mean that they don't want that for you. But oh well, I don't I don't know if you should do that. I don't need you telling me that. And you gotta be sensitive to that. So that's why when I said last week, your ear gate and your eye gate, mm-hmm. it's important.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like Oversharing, you just got to know, like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to get it out. Because if you are a person that has to, like, talk and say it to get it off so you can feel better, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you just got to know who to
0: share that with. For sure. And I think what you and I have unpacked for myself in the past two months or so is that. But what I was trying to say is, like, well, at least I think so, is that the oversharing for me also is the conversation part, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I was trying to get. Although I'm a conversationalist, I think that I have kind of talked my inside self into thinking that you have to talk about everything and you have to talk about everything until you can't talk about it anymore in order to completely release whatever it is that's, you know, in you, whether it's good or bad. But I think if I'm being honest with myself, Mm -hmm. that that has a selfish perspective attached to it then it doesn't allow me to be as mentally available mm-hmm. as I should be when it's time for others to share. I think if I, if I can really do a quick rundown because then in conversations, I'm looking, I'm lo- I'm like looking for hidden uh, answers and parallels to what it is that I have going on
1: based off of what they're based off of what they're saying.
0: Right. Um, Whether it's consciously or self-consciously, it's happening. mm mm-hmm. And so then when it happens, I'm like, well, hey, this is what I feel like does this align with my situation? Yeah, yeah, y- yada. So, um, um, <laughs> <laughs> again, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And it, But this is the part of the mental health part. Like, I was having chest pains all day today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though I felt like I've been calm, cool, and collective, but my, like, the right side of my chest has been clenching, almost as if somebody is, like, Mm-hmm. doing um, like gripping, gripping my chest um, all the way up until I sat down here and we start, we started talking mm-hmm. and it's like, um, which lets me know that even though I wasn't all in a tizzy, like I'm usually am, my mind has been racing so much mm-hmm. that I was stressing,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: trying to be cool on the surface. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are listening to your favorite new podcast, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, You know, we all have the, what is it called? The duck syndrome, where on the top of the water, we look like a calm, cool duck. Mm -hmm. But underneath the water, we feet are pedaling, baby. We're trying to stay above water. Yeah. So I'm not going to disregard that in any way, shape, or form. But I I think it's something to be said about having that poker face is what I wrote down when you Mm -hmm. were talking. To me, that sounds like a poker face. And I think part of exploring mental health more is knowing when to pick and choose that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you, like you said, and like even what Rihanna said, you know, everything doesn't have to be spoken on. Mm -hmm. Everything doesn't have to be shared with anyone. You got to know who you are.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And then knowing who you are is seeing yourself in different environments and different situations, um, you know, through different processes. That way you can then align yourself accordingly. Mm -hmm. Cause take it someone like myself. Um, you know unbe- unbeknownst to to most like I'm not a I'm not a talkative person
2: mm-hmm.
0: I become a talkative person when I'm very comfortable with someone mm-hmm. and I know that they're I can I genuinely know their intentions mm-hmm. right when I don't I will put I'll use humor as my buffer to kind of help me gauge to see whether I can let my guard down with them or not mm-hmm. Um, and then if it's a no it's a no yeah you know um. So for me, I think I end up oversharing to people that I actually feel like, yeah, they're for me because I have so much pent in mm-hmm. and I want to talk. I want to share. But that's not like you said, that's not always good either, because then you can overwork someone, too. And I well,
1: I'm glad you said that, because that brings me to that just made me think of something. I think that it's good that you are seeing this or or this thought came to your mind because i think with you saying that people should normalize or or put into practice be if you're about to unload some emotionals whatever or Asking. whomever ask them like hey are you emotional I, I one are you available right now because they could be busy outside work whatever are you available right now to talk Do you have a moment like physically or do you have a moment yes and then emotionally, yep. are are you available right yep. now? You know, because sometimes people could be like me, like dealing with a lot and not want to say nothing. They just dealing with their own stuff. And then you come and now you're bringing me your stuff. I'm already dealing with my own stuff. And now it's it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, no no one wants to not help, right? Right. But I just think it's just reading the room. Just just asking, like, hey, just checking in first. Especially if you know what you got to say or what you about to bring the person, it's going to be a lot. Ask them first. Like, hey. We did that the other
0: day. Mm-hmm. What was that, like, Thursday, Friday? Mm-hmm. I think I called one of us called each other either way. Mm -hmm. And um, you were asking me something. I was like, Ooh, bitch, you want to hear this? (laughs) And you were like, is it going to be emotionally charging for me? And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it's not for me. So it shouldn't (laughs) be for you. Mm -hmm. And you were like, okay. And you were like, but is it about, Mm -hmm. you know, you know who? And I was like, it does include that person. Yeah. And you're like, and I'm like, but I I don't think it is. And then I Mm -hmm. shared it with you. You're like, Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we don't like that at all, but okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I actually used to do that when COVID happened because somebody on social media at the time, famous or not, went viral for saying that. Like, before you have conversations with people, especially because during COVID, you know, again, we were going through that phase of where, like, people was like, if they ain't checked up on you, that mean they really ain't your friend mm-hmm. type of situation asking people like hey do you have the bandwidth right now Mm -hmm. to take on blah 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 and i can say i've gotten out of the habit of doing that routinely because mm, i want you to insert the don't call me a white girl podcast soundbot right here where she's like uh i know i'm a lot i give round. you know they can't take all this this is a lot it's a lot Mm -hmm. i give yeah it's a lot I, and that's me. Like, it's weird. I'm one of those people who I don't, well, everyone, no one likes adversity. mm mm-hmm. um, I'm one of those people where I am going to get shit done. hmm Point blank. What's the word? Point, Point blank, blank period. period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get it done. But I'm also one of those people who, I'm going to get it done, but I am probably going to whine and complain about having to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going a, I'm to a roll my eye. I'm going to be like, oh, what the fuck? But I'm also going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to not do it. I'm not going to not figure it out. But I'm definitely going to whine about it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, like, a year ago, someone said to me, like, yeah, but why? If you know you're going to do it, like, what you going to whine about it for? Mm -hmm. And I was like, because, like, of course, I don't really want to do it. But I don't have no choice but to do whatever is being asked of me because, you know, it's going to impact my life in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. So... He's like, so again, why do it though? Like, if you know you got to do it, like, just do it. You mm-hmm. can have your thoughts, but just do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing that back to say, like, maybe journaling or recording yourself, um, you know, in a video form or voice notes is where that release comes from. Mm-hmm. So someone like myself, who's kind of impulsive. hmm. I probably overshare because I don't spend enough time slowing down to decompress and really flushing it out mm-hmm. on paper or audio or video. Mm-hmm. I might not have that eagerness and desire to then have to go in person and be like even though I just wrote about this for the past 15 minutes, let me go and talk to Coco Louie and you know get her perspective on it too. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: then we don't find ourselves talking about the same issues over and over and over for two months
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you know would you agree though no i agree
0: i think you just gotta
1: i definitely you're an active journalist so yeah funny Mm -hmm. very funny punny um but i think that i'm always going to advocate for journaling and when i journal i write to myself right like i will address myself jasmine girl because also in me journaling, I love to go back and read mm-hmm. old entries, and sometimes I'll do it like when I have a free moment,
2: yeah.
1: Or say if like something's going crazy, right? Like Same. crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm in tears, like whatever. I, I'm, I'm just, ooh, I just want to journal so bad. Yeah. Before I journal, sometimes I'll go back and I'll, I'll read something. Yeah. And it'll like calm me down to the point where I'm I'm good on journaling for that moment mm-hmm. or I'm good enough to where I can now write down because I'm so worked up. I can't even my brain is not moving as fast as my hand. Right. Or my hand isn't moving as fast as my brain. Like right. it's, it's so much pent up in me. But I'm always going to advocate for journaling. And I think going back to read, whether good or bad, mm-hmm. is Good for uh, anybody because it helps you to to stay grounded and to know like whatever is going on now. Yeah, you can. You're going to make it. You're through, monitoring you know? the growth. Yeah, like you've you've been through other situations whether they were just as bad or worse or maybe not as bad. It's the fact of you felt uncomfortable, you felt uneasy, you didn't like something, and it was a time. And yeah. of course, we never know how long it takes to go through to get through. You just know you got to go through to get through. But going back and reflecting on past entries kind of helps you, like, you know, lock in on that tunnel vision of, okay, you know what? That that healing, like, I know I'm going to get there. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I know I'm going to get there because I done been in a space where I needed to heal from it before and I got through it. Right. Because look at me now, but now here I am at another situation. And again, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get through it, but I know
0: I'm going to get through yeah, and I like that, you know, like to visually be able to see or listen and be like, yeah, yeah, like I, I was doing that the other day. I went back and listened to some of my voice notes from last month mm-hmm. and was like, literally was like, bitch, you be knowing. Mm-hmm. Like you be knowing because what I said last month and the reservations I had, um, I now understand them now because mm-hmm. they've been put into, you know, perspective, alignment, whatever you want to call it. um. And some being good things and some being not good things. Mm -hmm. So it's like either I get to celebrate the things that came to fruition Mm -hmm. and then I get to kind of mourn some of the things that did not, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I totally agree with that. But I think my takeaway from just this immediate part of this conversation is like being more proactive and intentional with the content that's being created in the sense of journaling or audio logging Mm -hmm. because even now when I think about it when I go to do my voice memos I'm saying what I'm saying for that moment Mm -hmm. but it's not the full if I sat down right now and was like for example my notebook is literally out right here I started to write earlier and I am an old school pencil and paper type chick but I don't know what it is lately like Sitting down to have to write out my thoughts, it's just like my hand does not want to do it. Mm-hmm. But it literally, right here, it's like, you know, oh, Lord, I'm so tired. Like, I I just want to live life, and mm-hmm. I want life to have all of these things and align the way I want them to. I just want peace, and then I go on to say all the things. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that when I do the voice memos. When I do the voice memos, it's like, man, I knew this wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, ish. Or... um. I've been... Okay, guys, quick gem. If you've never heard the sermon of Timing is Everything by T.D. Jakes, please pull it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I promise you. That sermon pops up on my YouTube feed like every some odd months, And it's always literally the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I tell you that man be dropping some true gems in there. Oh, my Lord. Okay? But anyway, I was listening to that on Monday. And I had to stop like four times and make voice memos of just like small snippets of what he said and why it resonated with me in that moment. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting from our conversation right now is like, I need to, I need to lean into that a little bit more and literally flush myself in those moments Mm -hmm. (coughs) because I'm only surface journaling at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, not fully talking, engaging myself enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, guys, like, dress it up. Dress it up for sure. Like, get naked and then get dressed. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Like, let's get naked when it comes to mental health, mental health awareness, self-care, self-preservation, self-preparation, self-perseverance, and then get dressed. Getting dressed in this sense would be to... Start doing all of the things, taking all the steps to identify what it is that you might be you know struggling with or what you want to highlight. Mm-hmm. and then taking all the necessary steps to then um, cipher that information accordingly so that you can move forward in the most healthiest way for yourself, because again, mental health focuses on how you process information how you disseminate that information how you work with it both physically emotionally socially psych psychology psychologically psychologically (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) you heard me going through all the psychos and i was like psycho, what, what?" (laughs) all right Mm. jesus is late but yeah it's all of those things and um this definitely will need to have a part two at some point Mm -hmm. because It's still so much that we could unpack. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But all in all, friend, how you feeling?
0: Ooh, truthfully speaking, this episode took me for a little bit of a loop. Like okay. it was actually therapy today. So my scale originally was, is it given, I poppy come <laughs> meet me at Casa de la Rosa on Friday for Cinco de Mayo? Or is it given, you know, let me go to Starbucks and get a venti, Mm-hmm. Uh, medicine ball and uh, cheese danish and bring it on home and watch some hulu mm-hmm. tonight okay it's given unprisoned or um, abbott elementary mm-hmm. snowfall mm-hmm. S- scandal whatever's on hulu mm-hmm. so if i had to do that scale i feel like every week we say we are really in the middle but if i had to do that scale Honestly, I'm on both sides. (laughs) Tonight, we can do Hulu in a venti medicine ball. But Friday, I am definitely at Casa de la Rosa. Like, let's get all the drinks, all the shots, all the chips and salsa. Mm -hmm. Like, Ricky, where you at? Okay. Mm -hmm. All of it. Um, but today's episode definitely is having me go home and, like, I'm about to journal for real. Mm-hmm. What about you, Louie? Like, <laughs> how how are you feeling?
1: Um, I feel like I just finished my medicine ball. Okay. And I'm headed to Casa De La Rosa. Oh, okay. Para mi margaritas. Mm. Okay. That's, that's where I am. Like, I don't know if I touched on it last week or one of these weeks, but the last couple of weeks for me have been interesting. Mm-hmm. And I've just been trying to, you know, handle it on my own, you know, all that I've just been dealing with. And, um, you know, I've, I, the way that I've mentally processed things, you know, I've just, of course, lean into that. Yeah. But also just talking to God, because when all else fails, talk to God. And, you know, like, just really just trying to understand. And I actually, I had a, I saw a friend on Saturday. And um, she was sharing with me, like, something that she was dealing with. And it was crazy because, like, you and I, me and her was playing phone tag as well. Mm -hmm. And so we, we had met up briefly. Like, she asked me, could I run to Pentagon City with her? So we're there. And in the midst of coming back from Pentagon City, like, you know, going there, coming there, we're talking about all that she's been dealing with. And as she's telling me what she's dealing with, it was just like... It was meant for me to see her Saturday mm. because all of what she was dealing with and how she was handling it, it was, I don't want to say confirmation for me, uh-huh. but it was just like a reminder, a gentle reminder for me, like, girl, you got this. Like, you know, it this, everything that you, the way that you've been moving and maneuvering around this, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Like, just, you know. Focus on your focus, like you got it.
0: Like yeah.
1: don't worry, don't stress. You know better. Yeah. You 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 know you know what to do, you know what's expected, and move in that light. Yeah. And don't ever like question it or doubt, like, well, should I no, like the way you've been attacking it, no. That's how you you proceed. So that's that's where I am. That's how I'm like, I'm, you know, finished with my medicine ball and I'm about to put my coat on because the weather's giving bipolar. But I got my little sombrero, okay? And my little maracas. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to... With my margarita, okay? (laughs) So, but with that being said, today's word of the day is to pack light. Pack light. Pack light. Light. Hold on, which
0: version we doing? We doing... (laughs) Whichever one you want to do, friend. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Backlight.
0: Okay. That's the Queen Naja version, right? Okay, mm-hmm. it
1: is. It is. But just pack light. Like, of course, you know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. And you can't hold on to everything. Because if your hands is filled with everything, you you can't. You got to let go of something in order to receive the blessings mm-hmm. and receive the new things coming. You can't receive them if you ain't got no hands for it. You got all these bags. And God trying to give you a new bag. But your hands is full. You got to let something go. Yeah,
0: but you got to be careful with where you put the bag. Yeah, in. be
1: careful where you put the bag. Don't just throw it down. You know, gently place it down. Unpack it. And then move forward by packing light. Mm-hmm. Take only what you need. Leave behind what you don't. And that's that. <laughs> I don't get paid enough
0: for this. Well, you don't get paid at all, friend. <laughs> you, don't, you don't get paid at all. So,
1: <laughs> But with that being said, you guys... That wraps up episode 14. (laughs) 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 Um, Like Kimmy said, this was a really, really good episode. Mm -hmm. I hope that um, it has, you know, opened up some perspectives for you guys, Mm -hmm. caused you to, you know, have conversations, run it back, share it with somebody. And especially because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, I cannot stress that enough. Mm -hmm. Check on your strong friends, check on your happy friends, check on your sad friends, check on everybody. Because Sadness, happiness, depression—all that looks different on everybody. Mm-hmm. So just, just, just do yourself a solid. Do your good deed for the day, and check on someone that you haven't checked on in a while,
0: and be emotionally available to check on them for real.
1: Yes, but uh, be, yes, be emotionally available. Like if you ask them, be there to to listen. And also, I'm going to even go a step further and encourage you to pry. You know your friends or the individuals that you're that you're, you're talking to, and like how you said, I'm managing. So, based on your relationship with the person and how you know that person to be, based on the tone of them saying I'm managing or whatever phrase that goes along with that, you'll be able to determine if they, like, ooh, like, girl, my kid getting on my nerves. Or, like, no, like, I'm two seconds away from, like, ending it all. Like, really pry. Mm -hmm. Pry. You know? Don't ignore whatever. And don't be so consumed with whatever. Now, if you are dealing with your own things, that's fine. So, make sure, again, when you are asking, you are emotionally available like you don't have nothing on you and that way or if you do you have enough space to to hear what they're saying if they say exactly. that something's going on
0: absolutely and oh, um that's a little chicken noodle soup for your soul yeah you remember that book
1: mm-hmm. that used to be my book shout out the chicken noodle soup for a teenage soul uh, man uh, y'all don't know y'all wasn't there y'all yeah. wasn't there anyway you already know what it is. Do us that super solid and follow us on all of our socials at Excuse Me Over Here podcast, and that's spelled correctly. Kimmy, what is the tiki talker? Excuse me over here, plz. Um, you guys can follow me, your favorite tomboy Barbie, on Instagram and on TikTok at the Coco underscore Louis. That's T H E C O C O underscore L O U I E. And on Twitter, it's coco__louie. underscore Louis. Kimmy, how can they find you? Um. Off and on Instagram. So Kimberly State of Mind. Oh, right. We supposed to we supposed to fix it. I
0: don't care about that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well yeah. Kimberly State of Mind is hers. And if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, whatever, always email us. You wanna just chat? Email us at excuseme.ohp at gmail.com. And until next week, y'all. Bye.